Hello, friends, and welcome back. This is a podcast. <laughs> What's it about? Things. Things. So, um, just want to say we're so glad for all the visitors on our site. We got visitors. We did. And we've gotten a lot of write-ins. Yeah, hundreds. Thousands, actually. Oh my. Gosh. Hundreds of thousands. Oh my is what gosh. You were thinking. Yeah. Crazy. So I, I can't read cow. all the comments, but all of them said, keep going. We love your work. I'm going to read one right now. It says, <laughs> Dear Gibson and Mandy, you're great. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. It was really nice. We feel a lot of support from you guys. Yeah. So thank you. This one says, hey, nice hair. Oh, wow. Which one? Which one were they talking about? Um, let me see. It says, I was talking about Gibson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. You do have great hair, Gibson. Thank you. Um, so today we're going to talk about war. Oh, wow. What That's, is it good for? We're really, we're really throwing it in. Should we talk about our week? Good week. What about yours? Yeah, it was a good week. We were okay. in Sweden. War. <laughs> okay. Sweden is one of the countries, is it the country without war? Yeah, longest? Sweden hasn't had war since 1814. Is it longer than any other country? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Yeah, I think so. But now they're joining NATO, so that's not going to last yeah. long. They're going to be in a war. <laughs> We're going to talk about, is war cool? No. Oh, okay. No, Wait, no, no. no we, it's got to be a discussion. War is not cool. What we're going to be talking about is, is war necessary? Uh, I think we start with, is it interesting? Is it, oh, interesting and cool are different words. Cool means, cool is like, oh, dang, like, I wish, I wish war were happening. Yeah, is war cool? You I wish. stand by it. No, 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 no. But hear, hear me out. This is why. Okay. War is like terrible. Anytime you read about war, you go to a war memorial. It's always sad. It's about all those who died, all those who gave their lives, yes. the sacrifices. Yeah. On the other hand, we have so many movies about it. There's so many video games. The stereotype is that guys are fascinated by war. Yeah. War museums, tanks, guns. Yeah. Stereotypically, guys love it. So why? The idea of it. Because I'm not a guy, so I don't understand it. I don't know. Because I'm a guy, and I find it interesting. Really? Extremely. So here's one thing that I'm thinking about war. I have... So again, we are living in Eastern Europe in the former Soviet Union during a very interesting time when Ukraine is, you know, being attacked by Russia currently and of course the baltic states who were formerly occupied by russia um are probably some of the most sympathetic people to the ukrainians everyone flies the ukraine flag it's amazing like and they haven't it's like been relentless you know america was like support ukraine for like six months and then we kind of don't really talk about it again you know versus here it's been like a constant thing we talk about all the time all the, all time the people are always running events we live right by, we live like three blocks from the Russian embassy, mm-hmm. maybe a couple more blocks, three or four blocks from the Russian embassy. Huge. There's like, always protests in front protests of the signs and stuff. It's very interesting. And so having been here at such an interesting time, I have become more and more of a pacifist because, but again, it's easy to be a pacifist in a time such as now because it's like, okay, they literally were not doing anything and then they got attacked. Right. Like Russia, that was like, what, how could you do that? But I recognize that if you are attacked, then absolutely you should defend yourselves. I just, I wonder 
if there's ever a time when offense is justified. I don't know. Yeah, what about the American Revolution? Or any, I mean, pretty much any revolution. Yeah, so is offense justified? That's like the whole, because I think most people would agree with me in saying like, when you you are being attacked, you should absolutely go to war. Yeah. You know, but so, okay, so let me get a little background. So we were in Dar of Peels, which is a, the second largest town in Riga, and it's literally how in many Latvia. people, or in Latvia, and how many people is Latvia is the biggest city in, oh my gosh, no, I'm Riga. Riga is the biggest city in Latvia with about six, 650,000 people. Yes. Dog of Pills is number two with 70,000 people. <laughs> 70, it's a big drop off. It's huge. And so, Riga okay, is so roughly nine, tiny, nine times larger. It's crazy, actually. So we're in this tiny town of Latvia, tiny meaning compared to Riga. And um, they they had an art museum with some cool things. And then they had an exhibit that was like some Ukrainian stuff because... We've been at a few museums now where they are featuring Ukraine yeah, war. Yeah, they do have Arts Ukrainian or history, exhibits. stories, whatever. Um, and so this one in particular showed some ph- photographs of some Ukrainians who fled, whose towns were attacked. Um, and it like told their stories in like, you know, three, three paragraphs or whatever. And every single one of them is like, I had a home. It's gone. I had a friend. They're gone. I had a life. It's gone. And the whole time I'm like sitting there and I'm like, what is it all for? Like these people's lives are ruined. And some of them literally people die. And it's like, is your life worth the cause of some that are that are greater than you and I know that there's all this like there's such like honor in dying for a cause and I get that and I really do believe that like some sacrifices are absolutely worth it but it's really hard to justify like why should they have to give up their life like what entitles me to my own life more than someone else who's fighting you know, is it simply just because I happen to be born as like a woman in America in a time without war? Like, again, especially because like as a woman, I'm not really expected to fight. And it's like, again, it kind of almost makes me like feel guilty. Like, why am I not? Like, I, I'm entitled to a life free of conflict. Like, should I be more grateful for that? I don't know. I just, I, I don't think about war and I feel like it's unfair to just casually be like oh yeah like come on ukraine fight back for your country like when it's like wait but people have to sacrifice have to be willing to give up their lives for that Mm -hmm. is that fair to ask well sorry that's my whole spiel yeah you gotta ask like what's the price of yeah freedom but but we're only ever looking at a large scale what's the price for freedom like yes of course they should fight But to you as an individual, is the price of freedom worth your life? It's over. Like, say you are one of the ones that dies in the war. Is it worth for you? So this is where you have to think. You have to meta-think? What's the word I'm looking for? You have to think. In the metaverse? (laughs) At a much higher level. Because we live in a society. In a way, society is bigger than people. Right? Yeah. Cultural culture is bigger than people. And Mm -hmm. history is bigger than any individual. Yeah. And so it would make sense that you would give your life for something bigger than you. Yes. But who's to determine that 
it's worth that. Like, what if you're not all in for a cause? Like, is it fair to... Well, yeah. Like, in the draft? Like, that right. the whole thing with Vietnam. You don't fight for it. So, it's it, you can think... You could scale it down <clears throat> and wonder about, like, why do you go to work every day? It's like, yes. what's the point? And it, you, you would say that the... The benefits of work are much bigger than the actual job itself. But to you as an individual. Right. So if you if you don't care about those benefits, you're not going to work for that job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you scale it up and you say, oh, what, why, would you, why would you want freedom? And it's like, because it's worth the sacrifice. Oh, yeah. You know? And even if, like, yeah, for you personally... If you fight a war and you die, you didn't get freedom. But if you look on it on a grand scale, that is, of course, worth the price. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gave, you know, you worked so that everyone else could achieve it. Yeah, I guess it's just like, is it fair for us to demand those in history to... You can't do anything now, but to demand that they fight for the freedoms that they will never enjoy... Mm-hmm. How many people fought in the American Revolution and then never got to see or reap the rewards? Reap, reap the rewards. Is that not the right word? You said reap. No, I said reap. Reap. Reap there the ro- rewards. <laughs> um, think of it like a, a person, like in all your individual cells. And you're like, why should, I, why should cells give their lives to fight off an infection? Like, it doesn't make sense for the individual cell, right? Yeah, but cells are, they don't have feelings. Right, but that's not the point. The point is that they're part of a collective. Yeah. Together, they, they make something. Ukraine as a country only exists because people have no, come together course, yeah. for the idea. No, and I'm not trying, I want to be very sensitive that I absolutely think Ukraine should absolutely fight for their freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's hard for me to be, to. I just want to be sensitive to like, it on a on a global scale, it makes perfect sense, but I also want to be sensitive to the individual, the boy who's 21 who gets thrust into a war that has, mm-hmm. who's asked to die yeah. for well, his yeah, country the, and won't see the benefits. The idea is that war happens on a grand scale yeah comparative to ukraine as a country like the idea of ukraine yeah people literally are willing to come together to form that yeah and so when something threatens that you're you know ideally obligated to defend that yeah that's the whole reason ukraine exists in the first place is because people wanted to do it so something threatens that it's bigger than you yeah you should come together for it that's crazy I know, but yeah, we don't even have to think about it. I know, and that's something that, like, I, I'm grateful that I don't have to think about. We always talk about what would happen if war, if America entered a war. Mostly I would, just talk about Gibson getting Mandy's drafted. Mandy's afraid of me getting drafted. <laughs> I have asthma, so I'm, I'm, big, I'm, I'm low on that, I, on that priority list. But if I did, I would do it. Okay, that's like so fascinating. So break that down for me. Why would you do that? Because like, I'm part of America, not as an individual. Well, as an individual, but it's the idea. Like America is not just my personal life. 
it's over 200 years of... Man, what are, what are we getting up to? Yeah, 250 years of, you know, people sharing ideals and culture. And so because I'm part of that culture, I like inherently am trying to protect it. I'm part of, I'm Is that part like of the part of the price of being a citizen. Uh, yes, that's exactly. That's a really interesting way to, to put it. If you don't want to be, if you don't, if you don't care if this culture is here or not, or if you don't care, why would society, you care to be? You yeah, you can't to. reap all the rewards and then not care about the consequences. That's true. That's true. If you're going to participate and benefit from society, you need to be willing to fight for it. Well. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like being on a team, and then you only care about winning, and then as soon as you start losing, you're like, I'm out of here. Like it's a a what's that word? It breaks the social contract kind of a thing. Yeah. So why are you interested by war? Because of this idea. I, one, on a meta level. It's like the ultimate. Um, you can't get anything worse than war. Like, conflicts escalate and war is the maximum. You know? You can't... Like, it's not like two countries can be at war with each other and then something worse happens. It's as bad as it gets. And so it's amazing that, one, it's amazing on a like, sociological level that it's happened so many times. Yeah. Do you think it's worse than natural disasters? In terms of what? Well, you said it's like the worst of the world. Well, of human conflict. Natural oh. disaster just happens, you know? Oh, oh. And so it's not, yeah. Yeah, not I like mean... all tragedies. Yeah, I, I mean, genocide is worse than war but it's kind of a part of war you could I, yeah i i'm okay to say genocide is the worst thing ever yeah because it's, but it, it's i mean i don't know if it's ever happened without without war, war. you know okay. what i mean yeah actually the armenian genocide were they fighting against or did they just kind of come in and yeah they, that I might guess be it was it. during world war one it wasn't quite yeah but yeah, interesting. But yeah, so that's why it's so interesting from that level. But then you break it down and it's so interesting. Like the fighting is interesting. Not just, not just war on a like political international scale, but like th- I think of like video games, like Call of Duty yeah, or like Total War, which is a game that I like. All the, like these games that deal with war, building up empires, it's so fascinating. It's so interesting. But what specifically is interesting about? I think one like strategy. Yeah, one strategy, war strategy is um, is so interesting, both on a like actual war historical scale and like video game wise. Um. Yeah, it's amazing how many games there are. Like, even, you know, Clash of Clans. Yeah, yeah. Even that. I mean, it's cartoon characters. Everything's based on work. Yeah, yeah, Fortnite. It's like you're killing each other, but it's a video game. No one really cares about the implications of it. Yeah. I don't think you should. I'm not not on that boat. Yeah, it's so interesting that so many people are interested in fighting. Very interesting. Like, why are... I think cannons are so interesting. All the different kinds, and then warfare, the different tactics and everything. But it's all just to kill each other for the purpose of 
empire or kingdoms and power and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you want to know what the... Yeah, what do you read about? This is interesting. So, you know when... Uh, I have some weird questions. Yeah. Um, so, they always talk about like, oh, this battle lasted like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you have all these weird like unspoken rules in war. Like, so they, and then especially, like, then I heard these things, and it's like, oh, you, like, stop the war, everyone collects their dead, and then you, like, rest for the night, and you go back. But, like, if it's war, it's war. Like, why would you ever, it's like, why are you trying to be civil in, like, the most uncivil thing you could do? It's war. It's, like, the most uncivil thing. Yeah. So, (laughs) you're right. It's funny that there's, like, still civility. But you usually... That's, like, cool to see the humanity. Yeah, usually you're passing... What's the word? Emissaries? Messages in between. Yeah. Either surrendering... But how are they not getting killed? So, yeah, what you might do in those instances, you're sending a messenger to the other side, and you're like, hey, let's stop. Let's do an armistice for, like, a day. What is an armistice? You agree to stop fighting. It's not an end of the war or the battle or anything. Like, hey, let's collect the dead. A violation of that is a huge, um, a like huge publicity blow. <laughs> yeah. So what? So they're gonna. It's not honorable. They're gonna start a war again. That to me makes no sense. Well, so here's. A good it's idea. like we already hate you. Our oh no, our vision of you would be even more tainted if you didn't follow our <laughs> yeah. rules. Wait, isn't my vision of you tainted enough that I started a war with you? Here's a good example: Revolutionary War. The Americans had captured. Um, it was supposed to be a British officer or something like this, but the Americans uh, considered him a spy, and so if he's a spy under, you know, law, he can be executed. Okay. And so the Americans were going to execute him. The British were like, hey, you can't execute him. He's an officer. If you execute him, we're going to execute your officers. Wait, but how did they have their officers? Prisoners of war. Aren't aren't you just trying to kill the other? No, 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 no. There's like, there's all this military, what's it called? Military strategy, but there's another word for it. Um... The, the There's like, can you win a battle? Do you know how to use a battle? There's famous people in history who have won battles but didn't know how to use them in the larger scope of a war. Oh, okay. Hannibal. I think Hannibal was one. He kept defeating the Romans, but he couldn't defeat them as a people. Oh. But yeah, so you yeah you fight battles. If you can capture all of them, you know, so be it. Instead of killing them. So they they captured some, they had some American generals... Or officers, and they're like, hey, if you kill him, we're going to kill some of your dudes. So you have to kind of both agree on certain rules that you're not going to, you know, overstep your boundaries. It's the same thing with, you know, like nuclear warfare. It's the reason that countries don't just nuke each other, you know. But that to me also, it's like, because then doesn't the world have, like, again, who rules the world? I don't know. They have some rules they can't use chemical warfare Right. So you're, you, really you're t- also not allowed to use the weather. As a, as a, you can't weaponize the weather. How, how would you weaponize the it? The U.S. tried to do it in Vietnam. 
They were pumping stuff into the air to make it rain more. Isn't that chemical warfare? That no, normal? it's not. Well, I, I don't know the boundaries, but... But if it's war, who's following rules? Um, if you're trying to win, wouldn't you do anything necessary? No. Be, well, it, so it's... Like, think of nuclear warfare. Why didn't we just nuke the Russians? Because they would nuke us back. Exactly. But... There you go. So there's a rule. There's an unwritten. There's an unwritten rule right there. Well, it's written right. Well, now there is yeah nuclear codes and laws and things like that. But yeah, so it's the same thing. You're gonna follow rules because you want to win, but you don't want to sacrifice everything. But okay, I guess that's true for like nukes because nukes are so so much on a larger scale. But what about other things like if you were to be like. Oh, we're going to... Because mustard gas is illegal now to use in war. Right. And it's like, well, if we want to win enough, why don't we just use mustard gas? What would be the repercussion of it? They use mustard gas. But what if you invented something that they hadn't put their hands on yet? There you go. Then go ahead and use it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Same thing. Germany would use... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's all examples. You get You can get the upper hand technologically... But if you both have it and it's you're it's just gonna end up in dead people with no advantage, you won't do it. It won't, yeah. Hmm, interesting. We've also been watching I feel like this trip's been a trip of World War Two. We've, we've been to so many places where of, of course II. World War Two is such a highlight. Maybe not the word I would use. Well, for, to, to, like tourism-wise. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Everyone's seen the World War Two stuff. That's true. Museums are World War Two. Like, yeah. Latvia's history is heavily based around World War Two. And we so went, we to, went Germany. to Germany and Berlin, and it's like, I guess, uh, I can't remember what I was gonna say about World War Two. It's just that this this yeah this trip it's everywhere we turn is like. And we've been watching Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time we go to something, they're like. I mean, so much of everything is based around war. It's like we're going to castles like all the time. Like castles aren't just like a, hey, it was yeah, pretty. Like they <laughs> served a war. purpose. But I guess that's like what it is. Is war to me seems so much more permanent than anything else. It's like literally everything else in life that you do or you join. It's like, oh, college. Four years. Maybe five. Maybe <laughs> six. That's, you know. And, and if you're doing a doctorate. Or med school, like, 10 years. But you always have this option to, like, get out. Or, you know, times in your life where you have a job. And it's like, most people, sometimes they stay in for 30 years. Some people don't. And it's like, war to me is so permanent. Like, people, like, reminiscing, like, oh, yeah, back when I was in this war. It's like, wait, but you really could have not gotten out of that. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. And we, like, define history. It's, it's so interesting. We define it by history. Or, yeah. sorry, history by war. So, like, any time, like, we went to, like, maybe we see a palace, and you're like, oh, whose palace is this? And you're like, oh, it's this king of this, you know, of Saxony or something. And you're like, what Saxony? And then you're like, well, it started with this war, and then they finally died because of this war. It's like yeah. every, every place where people live is some kingdom or empire or whatever, and it started and ended because of war. Yeah. Like every time. There's not, there's not a lot of exceptions. Well, it's weird to think like that everyone is affected by war even today. Like 
most people's families have been affected by war. It's weird. I'm in a really, I feel like a unique circumstance with, with the generation I'm in and the generations my parents are in. Like, I don't know, for example, like, so my grandparents, both my grand, my grandfathers were too young to fight in World War II and then too old to fight in Korea. Right. And then the next generation, my dad, again, too young to fight in Vietnam. All my uncles, too young to fight in Vietnam or maybe just didn't get drafted. It's weird, like, looking back, I don't have a single relative in my immediate or extended through, like, cousins or yeah. uncles that have ever been to war. Didn't your grandpa fight in My Korea? grandpa was in Korea. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I'm in a unique situation because most people would have somehow got caught in one of them. Right. But I, I guess I just never grew up hearing stories of, like, war. And I have older cousins who have been in the military. But and have seen action? I, don't, I think I maybe had one older cousin who was in, like, Afghanistan, maybe. Now I'm so stressed. That I'm going to have some uncle he's going to be like, you didn't know I served here. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, but what were you telling me? Like, because war to me is like everyone dies. But didn't you say it's a loss if you lose like yeah, most, 10%? Most battles, this is a rough estimate, but it's something like if you lose more than 10% of your army in one battle, terrible battle. Okay, but in one battle, if you have 10 battles, there goes 100% of your army. Man, do you know that's not how stats work. <laughs> it's not how percentages work. I'm just saying if you're losing the same amount of people yeah. in every battle, within 10 battles, you're that, so that's, that's what that's this, Every part of war is interesting for the most part. That, so that's why, like, battles, they're not, they're, they're so tactile. Like, you, you don't want to engage until you're sure that you're going to win kind of a thing like you're it's so but some but someone has to lose yeah but it's not but it's not like chess where it's it's not like chess where it's a long game where each move makes a little you know it's it's like you're not willing to engage until you're sure that you're going to be okay kind of a thing yeah so so many battles it's like so much of the prelude is maneuvering Maneuver, maneuver, maneuver. And then finally there's an, an engagement and it doesn't last too long. Or there are these battles that last forever because no one's willing to make a bold enough move. Because you don't want to lose everyone. Yeah, but again, battles like that, like, how are you not just like losing more and more people? Or like, would it be in bad ethics to like at night go surprise attack? Like, are those things no, legal? Yeah, what? legal. they're totally legal. Totally I just don't viable, but anything about war. Yeah, why? Like, why would you want to fight at night? Like, you're gonna be tired. You can't see that well. You don't know where the enemy is. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Is it would be like the other person's apparently not suspecting it. Yeah, but you're going into yeah. There's just all these things. There's so many things to consider, and it's like, I mean, yeah, Washington did his brave crossing of the Delaware at night. It was like seen as so brave, but it was like retreating like he had a lot of great retreats in the beginning of the revolutionary war and that's war. considered honorable yeah everyone loved him for it they're like you saved the army uh, having like i don't know three or four times yeah 
So what what would you say most wars are fought for? Are they like revolution? Are they for empires? Are they? I think for... it's usually. I don't know. I was, gonna say, I was gonna say self pe- people's desire for self governance. Govern. I would disagree. I feel like it was always just empire, 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 and then the eighteen hundred. 1700s okay that's in, true and then it's all revolution, yeah. revolution right think about it then you have the american revolution the french revolution then you have the bolsheviks and russia that's what i'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking modern war no no i historically think historically throughout all time historically it's like resources yeah it's interesting that germany in world war ii it wasn't about revolution it's like one of the only wars in modern day that wasn't about revolution right they weren't trying to... It wasn't like the people against the governed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant it was like, let's expand our territory. Yeah. It was like back to old wars mm-hmm. again. It's like Rome. I heard this recently that Rome had to keep conquering and keep expanding because they kept promising land to people. Like they prom- they're like, hey, thanks for serving in the army. We're going to give you some land and we're going to give you land. They did, and they, oh, no. they literally had to keep expanding because they needed more land. <laughs> To sustain their population. Wow, that's really interesting. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's always like territory disputes, you know. And it's like, hey, I want this land. Hey, I want this land. And then what happens to the people there? They either join a side or they're caught in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, like the Mongols. Why did they? Ex- why did they take over everything? I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. Probably to expand empire. I think it's a lot about taxes, actually. I think that's why so many video games like that are popular. It's like you just have this desire to like, oh, ex- like expand. Like you want to make the world your way. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Actually, and usually for better. I mean, I don't think there's that many people in history that are like, I want to conquer this. Because I, I don't know. You know, they're like, I want to improve. This I want to improve this, and usually it comes at the cost of a lot of people, and they usually hate other people, and we'll get them out of their way. But wow, huh. very interesting. Do you know what the deadliest war was? World War Two. And then after that, World War One. Okay, don't tell me then. Deadliest war. It was not World War One. Give me a year. No. No, no, no. I don't even have a year. I don't even Is it know. in China? It was the Mongol conquest. Isn't that crazy? After World War II, like, which Those is Mongols. modern, the Mongols had the... Is this by death count? Yeah, because World War II was 70 to 85 million deaths. Mongol conquest, 60 million. Oh, my gosh. Is that crazy? Especially when there weren't as many people back then. Yeah. Not nearly as many. Yeah, it's very interesting. Do you think that uh, af- do are there any benefits to war besides like what they're fighting for? For example, if they're fighting for territory and they gain it, or if they're fighting for freedom and war they gain pioneers it. a lot of technology. Yeah, that's how we got out of the Great Depression. Yeah, um, yeah, it puts people to work as long as you're not the does country being attacked. Yeah, does it unite or does it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Unite. <laughs> That's not a word. Um, I guess it depends on the war, but in many cases, it's a uniting thing. Especially when it's a 
Something if it's 70s. a justified war. Yeah, that's the thing. People didn't think it was justified. Interesting. Same with Afghanistan, a lot of modern wars. Uh, do you think it's that this is getting on territory? But politics before 2000, I feel like it's fine to talk about <laughs> openly. Yeah. Anything after. Do you think Vietnam and Korea and all of those wars were justified? That America should be involved in their business or what what's the what was the bush like a minute uh what was his thing like not the war on terror but it's like america has a duty to, yeah and a responsibility yeah you know what i go back and forth I'm in mixed. that i'm so usually mixed about it. i loved james monroe underrated president his Monroe Doctrine was like, hey, U.S., we're going to stay in That's our hemisphere. That's what it is. The Mon- it's the opposite of the Monroe Doctrine, but yes. I can't remember what it was. Who knows? Um, on one side, it seems like, yeah, America, well, let's just keep to ourselves. Yeah. But then at the same time, do you remember when Trump tried to pull out of NATO? Yeah. Everyone's like, that's terrible. Why would you do that? But then you're like, so but we should get involved in wars that aren't our own. That aren't our own, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because when when Trump was like, "Hey, we should get out of NATO," I was like, "That's so stupid!" Like, yeah, people rely on us. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait, but why are we getting in wars? Well, also at all. But maybe maybe it was in that case. I think it was less about war, and I think true, it was true, more true. Just I'm yeah. Good, good. I'm thinking about feelings with other countries. Principles, but yeah, like, should we get involved in Ukraine? If if Ukraine was part of NATO, we would be obligated to fight Russia. Yeah. You're like, is it worth it? Like, Well, it wouldn't even be a question. You'd have to. Yeah, but why would, like, but then you're thinking about it. Same thing. It's all the, a lot of the wars America has been involved in outside of, like, a few of them. It's like, why why are we going? Why were Americans sent to die in Europe? Yeah. And then in it's. The Middle East. Actually, you know what? That was, maybe this is a good note. It's, we just watched the Band of Brothers episode. Spoiler alert. Episode 9, they find a... Um, Spoiler alert from a war that happened almost 100 years well, ago. Well, for the TV series. <laughs> um, they find a concentration camp. American. And the episode begins with a lot of the soldiers. They're, it's the closing to the end of the war. And they're so upset. They are still losing their friends that they've been with for years. They're dying in Europe. And they're <laughs> questioning. They're like, why are we here? Why was I sent from a little town in Oregon to go die you know, a horrible death in Germany. Yeah. And then they find this concentration camp and suddenly they're all like, this is why. Like, we are losing our lives because these people are suffering worse than we are. Yeah. And I think maybe that these, the idea of the war on communism, I'm making up things, not the war on terror, but the war on communism. Cold War. And the Cold War, but, but mostly like Korea and Vietnam. I think that had it worked, we would be seen as like heroes. Yeah, I think that had we won Korea and Vietnam, which again, well, you think of, like, I, I, I just don't understand how America came out and like literally defeated Germany in World War Two, and then we like got wimpy and lost Vietnam and Korea. It's complicated. I'm sure it's more complicated than I think, but I'm always like, were we like are on like a war so, yeah, high? Well, think of. But had we won those, don't you think that suddenly it would be like, like Korea's like forever like America like you saved us like I, I, you would think that but i feel like 
you're always going to get people. You always get people. Say the That's true. But but World War Two, right? It's America's looks as like these allies mm-hmm. because they won. Uh, but, but honestly, though, lost? not that I'm asking for it, but have you ever read anywhere like? Um, people grateful for America. They were at the time. No, they were at the time. But, That's what I mean, saying. when was the last time you got like a French yeah, person yeah. that was like, no, hey, thanks no. for your ancestors. No, no. never. No, but at the time, right? There's all these stories yeah, the time, of like the, time. the American tanks come and people knew they're liberated. I'm not. I'm not like saying America's the best. That's yeah, not yeah, like. Yeah. But what I am saying is, had had it worked in Vietnam, do you think that at the time Vietnam would have been like, and and now like World War Two's looked at as so honorable, like. Our American boys were sent over and they died for the freedom of others. And it's like, would Vietnam have been looked you know, as honorable? I think those are hard because there were civil wars. They were you civil know? wars? Yeah. Like, so if but we, not really because Vietnam was with China too. Right. But it was, it was, the, it was North Vietnam versus South Vietnam. Yeah. And we were, on the side, we were on the south side. China was on the north side. And it was a civil war like yeah. if we had won the north Korea, it doesn't matter the north vietnamese would still be resentful that's true so that's I, but true. think of north north korea like if we had won the korean war we'd won the korean couldn't we war. have prevented all the terrible yeah. things that have happened to north koreans over the past yeah almost 100 years yeah exactly so maybe we should is it no i i i'm just saying it's like i think that a lot of our perception of like should we be involved or not is literally dependent on whether we win or not. If like, right, because everyone looks at Vietnam as like this big waste and everyone looks at World War Two as like this heroic act and it's like, they were the same boys that were, well, not the exact same mm-hmm. boys, but I'm saying it was like the same like militaries that were fighting and we lost one and won the other and maybe that's why one is looked as like such a waste of time and the other, but maybe there are more factors. It sounds like there are. Well, yeah, there's like, there's still, there's like the American Indian Wars we clearly won those, and those are not seen in the best of light. No, that's true. And same thing that's with the, the American, the, is it called the American Filipino War or the Filipino War? I don't think it's a war. I think it was a conflict. No, we fought, we fought them. We fought them, yeah. But it's, when, when is it a war versus a conflict? What? A conflict. I think uh, legally, war is declared by Congress and a conflict. Is not. Okay, <laughs> a what conflict about is fighting Ukraine without Russia. Congress isn't declaring them. Well, because we're not in the war. Okay. We don't have America doesn't have to be in the war yeah. for it to be a but war. But is it considered a war right now? So Ukraine considers it a war, and so is pretty much the rest of the world. Russia calls it a conflict because they're liberating. Yeah, yeah. They're not fighting you. You you know they're liberating people who are held captive, even though it's bogus. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So wait, the American Filipino War? Yeah, we same thing. We won that war, but I mean, it didn't really come to anything, and no one really remembers it. No one really cares about it. I didn't even know when. When did we do that? It's so like eighteen ninety. Is that why we eighteen ninety ish? Is that why we had like it was a colony of America? Yeah, because we fought, we fought the Spanish American War. Still another war most people forget about. We beat Spain, got a ton of places, including the Philippines, and then the and then we take over the Philippines, and then they're like, "Hey, we want to govern ourselves," and we're like, "No, we fight them, we win," and then I don't know, ten years later, we give them independence. I thought, oh, I thought it was twenty World years or something. We gave independence. It wasn't. Um, look it up. I could be wrong. I I think it wasn't very long after that we gave them their 
yeah. independence, but that's very interesting. Yeah, pretty amazing. That is very cool. Your internet's not working. I know. Huh. I'm trying to see if it's considered a war, the Ukraine-Russia war. Why is this all that is showing? The news. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm looking for Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, New York Times calls it the... No. Yeah. Yeah. So, war. What is it good for? In the words of Seinfeld. In <laughs> the words of Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they call it the the Russo-Ukrainian War. I re- previously referred to as the Ukrainian crisis in its early stages. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, let us know what you think about war. Leave a comment, like, <laughs> are, and subscribe. Are you pro or anti-war? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy that so many people are, again, American Revolution. I'm reading this book about John Adams, so this is why I'm thinking about it so much. But John Adams was president. They were in a quasi-war with France. Half the country wanted war and the other half didn't want war. It's crazy that half the world, half of America wanted war. They wanted to defend their honor. They were embarrassed that France was attacking American ships and we were just doing nothing. They wanted war. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, and um, shout out Ukraine. We love Ukraine. We love Ukraine, especially just, wow. I know, especially after being here. Being here, it's amazing. So, Okay, let us know your thoughts, and thanks again for the 1 million um, comments on our Let's see if we can website. get to 2 million this week. Let's see if we can get to 2 million. And we, we usually say, share this with a friend. Share this with a million friends. <laughs> yeah. And if you share it with a million people, we'll be up to probably, I don't know, three million people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, see ya.